0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, Full spoiler warning, uh, we will be fully spoiling the film and and any post-mid-credit scenes uh, towards the end of the show. Uh, But we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey,
1: everyone, it's Dylan.
0: And I'm Michael. So if you are concerned about Black Panther Wakanda Forever spoilers, don't worry. Uh, We won't get to that until after the news. Speaking of the news, Dylan, what did you find this week?
1: All right, so I'll kick us off with a box office update.
0: Yes, I'm curious. I'm very curious. I haven't looked at any of this, so I don't know how Black Panther did. I assume we're talking about Black Panther box office. <laughs> yeah,
1: I yeah. mean a couple others. We'll see. Um, but okay, so it had a opening worldwide weekend of 330 million, and I'll put that into perspective a bit. Um, it was estimated to be 365, so it fell a little short of that. And it is the second biggest of the year behind Doctor Strange. um, And it's the biggest Interesting. November opening ever. Um, ever? Surpassing Hunger Games Catching Fire for November opening. Um, so it was like multiple really? ways to spin it, you know. Um, It did yeah. eclipse the 151 million total that Black Adam has made since it <laughs> came out. Not just its opening weekend, but just in general. Just, okay, um, all of it. And it fell short. It fell a little bit short of the first Black Panther movie
0: as well. Hmm, that's surprising to me. Um, so the 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 statistic there that is surprising to me the most is that it's behind Doctor Strange, but it's the highest November of all time. And to me, I would assume that November would be a really big month and a, a hard month to beat, as it's. I know I know summer is a is a summer thing, but like I think like November is holidays, families people are in town we're getting together we're going to go see the movie it's winter time i don't know like it seems like a big movie month to me
1: it's getting to be a bigger movie month things open especially for like thanksgiving um like disney a disney movie will open every thanksgiving and it's kind of it's getting bigger but december is a lot bigger than um november so that's why
0: interesting okay
1: but at least it has that title you know yeah i mean that, um, i mean that is good it did skew i don't know what this means like or what it implies at all but it skewed the the first black panther was a little bit kind of even in terms of the um demographic breakdown for the movie it was like a pretty even distribution of white white uh audiences and black audiences and you know hispanic and asian but this one skewed i have i think it was like 40 something percent black and then 20 something percent white so a lot less um white audiences and a lot higher black attendance um, okay, I don't know what has changed between the two. So I really have no like nothing to add on to that, you know, I just think it's interesting that, that interesting. white people didn't come out to this one as much as they did the last one.
0: hmm, what does that mean?
1: Well like fault somehow but I don't know what it is
0: <laughs> without speculating too hard and diving deep into the state of the world right now, you know, yeah, I think there might be some aspect. Uh, of that you know some sort of um, <sighs> problematic people who maybe or saw it the first possible one
1: that they like only went to the other one I'm sure this is not the majority not our listeners of but some of, no. some people only went to the other one because it like informed the next Marvel movie you know because they had um, to go see it yeah I think that's maybe like what helped Captain Marvel too um, yeah I don't so, like, disagree who... with you wouldn't otherwise be inclined to go at, to see it. But maybe with this one, they didn't feel like it was, like, necessary for the next Marvel, so they were like, oh, I'll skip it. You know? Hmm. But who knows?
0: Um, I mean, that could, it could be. It's hard to say. Um, but that's really too bad because, I mean, we'll get to the review later, but I, en- I really enjoyed the movie, so.
1: It still is, like, we're, we're comparing it to other Marvel things, so it's still, like, an enormous success.
0: It's, you know? comparing, it's comparing winners, right?
1: Yeah, so it's, like, it's a little disappointing because normally the sequel should do better than the first one, but there's obviously a lot of asterisks here, you know? Of course. A lot, a lot going against it and a lot going in its favor, too. It's also, like, I'm not seeing a lot of people talk about this, but it's also, I would call it, like, a female-led movie, you know?
0: Oh, definitely. It is
1: Namor, but, like... I don't know, I feel like people are missing that too. Like maybe that has a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a reason why it might be doing a little bit less. Um
0: Yeah, that could be.
1: But I then mean, if you that can one of the highest sense, female-led though. movie openings ever. So it's like there's always a good way to look at it, you know? Right.
0: Hmm. Well, Regardless, it's doing very way, well. And I'm yeah. sure it'll have
1: legs. And it has an A cinema score, so it's gonna have positive word of mouth, and it's leading into Thanksgiving when everyone goes to the movies, you know. So Right. I think it's gonna have some legs, you know.
0: Oh it's not in trouble. So. No, definitely. This is there's they're not in panic mode. It did well. It's just not as super well as they were hoping.
1: I think we're just diluting Marvel too, you know? Like we used to get Black Panther came out when we get one or two, like two or three, you know, Marvels a year, and now it's like three or inundated. four dated. Yeah. With a so Disney
0: Plus more. on top. hmm
1: So it's like it's is the oversaturation happening. How long can you, we blame the pandemic?
0: You can't anymore. I don't think. I think I th- you can blame well, someone on that. You, like no, everyone's I, come back. Sure. But like the people that haven't come back yet, I think they're gone. You know, I don't think that they're coming back.
1: Exactly. I, but that would be maybe another reason why it wouldn't do as well as the first one, you know? Sure. The people sure, that sure. aren't ever coming back.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, truthfully, like I, if it wasn't for reviewing uh Purposes, I would see movies much less in the theater than I do now. Like, I, I, simple, I, val- yeah. I value the theater experience. I really do. But like, I don't know, man. I have a nice TV. I have a really nice sound setup. My, I got, my couch is nice. Um, okay. I have a home snack setup. I got, I got the popcorn machine, and I, you know I'm ready to go. But like, I mean, certain things like Black Panther, of course, it's different. But, um i don't know well, I, th- I think it's possible that we are just seeing the decline of theaters but well, we know we've known that for a while
1: yeah or theaters in changing like, in terms of our part in that like it's important to keep in mind that like i think if you like are championing like the like the return of theaters and want them to stick around like the most you need to do is go a few times a year you know like that's all right. i would think you're like not responsible for doing, but you know, like if you want to feel good about yourself for keeping theaters alive, you don't need to go every week, like or you know, like thirty times a year, like Michael and I do. You know, right. it's like Michael going to the theater less is like going ten times a year, twenty times a year, or something like that.
0: You know, right? It's like right, still right, right. an enormous
1: amount. If everyone went like you did,
0: I'm still going at least monthly. You know, um, yeah. Depending exactly. on the, and I would be going more monthly, but less is coming out.
1: Yep, but. but-
0: yeah, but I mean back man back to shoot the pre-pandemic we I, we were going like three times a week at least for the podcast just alone not including you know movies to see on our own that we weren't a for month. the podcast. Yeah. Three times yeah. A, yeah, three times a month just for the pod. You know.
1: Agreed. I still do that. I still go almost every week but um I don't know. I would say like if you're that one movie a year person, Black Panther is like a solid choice. You Definitely
0: know? is. Definitely. You
1: might be holding now for Avatar, or he might not.
0: But I'm very curious now to see how Black uh I'm sorry, how Avatar's gonna do.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm really I'm curious because he said the whole he won't finish it if it doesn't perform well. So I'm like
0: Hmm. Well I'm writing on this. It's a bold It's a bold thing to say. He's like pre pretty...
1: he's like <laughs> I don't know. He's like trying to punish us already, but we'll see. It's not going to perform like the first one. Right. No way. Um. Okay. More Black Panther news. Um. Variety did an article about what the future for Wakanda is basically. And they said that a sequel is already in. It's already been discussed, but it hasn't like of course. started, you know, so they're not like, it's not coming up anytime soon, but they also said that there's multiple uh, Disney plus series coming out. We've talked about or you know being developed um we've talked about one which is uh okoye's origin slash spinoff slash door you know something like yeah. that um they said that's definitely in the works um a- along with two other wakanda set projects okay. um i don't know what they be also iron heart is kind of a wakanda uh, a black Panther spin spinoff too you know of course um, but like, what other Wakanda things would you want to see? Other I mean, than queen?
0: I, I think that's it, honestly. Like, uh, unless you were, unless we're gonna do some sort of Killmonger prequel story, but like, I don't. I eh. think that's less exciting, but I think that's a safer one. Um, I although think the I don't Baku know,
1: thing could be kind of cool.
0: I don't know. True, but I I was gonna say I think the Dora Milaje sort of do transcend that weird like hating female-led projects because i think they're just universally accepted as awesome right even the even the even the people who don't like captain marvel you know what i'm saying i feel like they would still think the Dora melange are super cool i hope so I, I don't know though it's hard to channel what those people think but either way <laughs> yeah. i would love to see that, that that would be my pick would be that um
1: yeah, that's the one I'd be most excited for as well. They were really cool. They were like they didn't even do much in Falcon and Winter Soldier, but when they showed up, that was like they were just so cool. I don't know. I know. You know? Um I, well, I guess we're not spoiling the movie, but based on where we left Mbaku, I think uh maybe some exploration of that would be kind of cool.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think I think there could be there's a lot of story to tell there. And I we're not gonna be getting an Mbaku movie, you know. I don't think. Yeah, like I no. think that's that's not that's not in the cards.
1: Or maybe some kind of Namor spinoff. I don't know.
0: See, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, I think that'd be cool. I think that'd be very cool. And we could talk more about that uh, in the review portion because I don't want to. Yeah, give it's anything... hard to
1: talk about what spinoffs we'd want to see without spoiling it. You know. Right. Namor so, spinoff. Assuming forward. he makes it through the movie. Right. Just kidding. He might not. <laughs> we'll see.
0: You never know. It could be a prequel
1: exactly um okay so next i got this in front of black panther i don't know if you did a uh, john yeah, I Chapter saw it with four you, trailer oh right that's right my bad at the at at a vip the same trailers together
0: i know i okay, enjoyed so the vip setup by the way at, at regal it was pretty neat
1: yeah i like the free concess or the you know concessions that you paid less for i don't want to say free right because you do pay for them
0: <laughs> well yeah 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 but like i feel like you get your money's worth for sure I don't know yeah. why you would pay for the VIP and not get concessions. That seems like something something foolish wild. would do.
1: They had a problem when they first introduced it of people buying concessions. They weren't telling people that it came with concessions, so they would just buy them at the thing, and then. Um, oh God! I saw on multiple occasions people returning their concessions at the at the regular concessions. Well,
0: no one told me.
1: Yeah, I don't know how you know I've, if no one. Said I anything.
0: forgot. I kn- you told me, but I'd right. forgotten. But I went to go walk in first because they had that, whatever. It's not interesting, but Regal's like under big construction, so they had that like concession table or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, whatever. I'll come back. Let me see see where we're going. Oh, that's right. There's free stuff. You know.
1: Yeah, it's worth it though if you're getting a drink and popcorn. And then you can get the AMC quality chairs that Mm -hmm. you get for free. AMC.
0: And they're not as worn down as the AMC chairs are because they're new. So that's a plus. Yeah. That's true. and, the, and we the can benefit, do the whole review on the chairs. The benefit of the the Regal chairs that I like is they have the 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 table that the that swings the little arm of the chair swings open and closed. So you have a little table in front of you. So you can put all true. your crap. AMC doesn't have that.
1: And one other thing is
0: Go on. I don't know,
1: I don't know if you noticed this, but I feel like our screening was very like respectful of the movie going experience like there's no like yelling and stuff i yes. feel like maybe the the rowdy children don't buy the 30 dollars tickets
0: you know what i mean I, yeah i think that's correct
1: so there's that too <laughs> you,
0: yeah you're paying the premium for not having annoying children in your theater
1: i still think there should be like 21 and up showings
0: i think that'd be cool i know? would love that
1: anyway um john wick we got a john wick chapter we did get trailer. a john
0: wick trailer um what are you um i've seen the first one
1: okay i couldn't remember Um,
0: but the trailer looks cool i just i i don't know why i missed the second one and then i just, just it's stop. not too late I, michael oh i i mean i'm do they still hold up dylan
1: they still hold up yeah i know they're really old and dated and yeah uh, RK i wouldn't think they do but they yeah you can still get some enjoyment out of them
0: nice okay if well, the the
1: trailer looked this, good it's more of the
0: same. I mean um, it look right. I mean, I get it. I, I feel like I don't need to see it though. That's the thing, is I feel like I've seen the first one and I sort of get it.
1: I would say there's like a noticeable improvement. I know people disagree with me, but like in terms of production and like uh like resources and stuff, from the second one on, like they got they got some more money, you know? Okay, sure. Um so like visually it's a little bit better from the first one. It's not as like shoestring, but other than that, it is kind of the same, but I really enjoyed that. Sometimes you just want to, it's like almost like a performance, you know, like it's like literally a studio made of stunt, like ex stunt people, you know? Right. So it's just like, it's like going to like the ballet or something, you know, it's just like, what cool stunts are they going to do? You know?
0: Absolutely. Um, and I mean, it looks cool. Uh, it does make me kind of interested to check out the rest of it.
1: It says, John Wick uncovers a path to defeating the high table, but before you can earn his freedom, Wick must face off against a new enemy with powerful alliances across the globe and forces that turn old friends into foes. And the old friend is in question is Donnie Yen, who is new to the franchise in this movie. Mm. Um, I think he's a good fit for this. So also Rina Sawayama is in this movie who is a, british japanese pop star that i really like i actually went to her concert uh, a couple days ago she was in houston really? yeah her music's okay. really good um it's all over the place but it's fantastic and she's her acting uh debut is in this movie i don't know if she's any good but okay. it'll probably be a ruby rose situation where she just walks around and looks cool you know and fights
0: of course
1: not a lot of acting required in john
0: wick i mean okay. you have to look cool and shoot stuff right yeah (laughs)
1: um okay so we got a trailer also for witcher blood origin
0: oh yeah we did
1: this is a it's like the It's starring michelle Yeoh, and it's like the story of the creation of the first prototype witcher it's set 12 1200 years before um the current witcher series Uh uh-huh and it's a four-part special coming to netflix and it debuts on christmas day i don't actually
0: um, know if is this based on any of the books or is this like a a new thing I have no idea. Okay, because it doesn't. I've read a couple of them and I don't know anything about this story. Hmm. So, well, um, but the trailer is neat.
1: It looks cool. I'll, I'll watch it for Michelle Yeoh. I think that it, might be right. like, the biggest Dude, draw here.
0: Like, if she wasn't in it, I probably wouldn't care. I,
1: I tend to agree. Yeah. Um,
0: well, whether that's, I don't, I don't know if that's good or bad. I probably think... bad, right? That's probably what that means. Because yeah. if she wasn't in it, I wouldn't be watching it.
1: It was very really teasery, so we didn't get to see too much. So it wasn't like I don't it was a lot of sizzle stuff. Yeah, but like I don't know, it's a Michelle Yeoh fighting TV show. Like it seems pretty cool, you know. True. I don't know what else you want. Um, yeah,
0: I'm I'm into it. I mean, I'll 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 check it out if you watch the first one and tell me it's good.
1: Okay, we'll do. It. I'll watch it on Christmas Day for you. Oh, thank you. Um, but you know what? I don't have to convince you to watch Michael. What's Doing that? Sisterhood. Oh, no, I'm in. I know you're in for that one. Okay, so they added, they. Uh, we've been getting casting announcements like every week, but this this time it's the antagonist. Variety's um, reporting that Travis
0: Fimmel, Fimmel? You got me.
1: Yeah, you know him. He's
0: from... I don't. Um, you mean, in this photo, he looks he like was Jason the main, Momoa.
1: He was, the, he was the main dude in the Vikings TV show, and then he was also the main character in the Warcraft movie, as, which is as what I you're said. looking at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's also been raised by wolves on HBO max. Okay. Um, but he's playing. Yeah. Some antagonist. He's like, it says he is. He's basically trying to like win over the, the emperor at the expense of the sisterhood. I can't find the, um, he's, you know.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to find his character. The blurb. Um, Yeah. Desmond Hart. Oh, okay. Of course, we love him.
1: We love Desmond.
0: Uh, he's my favorite uh, of all the Dune characters. I mean, of course. Who cares, dude? It's Dune. I'm into it. And uh, yeah. Denis Villeneuve is executive producing, which means his he signed off on it. <laughs> I'm sure is all that means.
1: They're gonna take his aesthetic though, which is what we what we need, you know. And they'll they'll probably have that cool music. They'll recycle it from the movie. So yes. Okay, um, I got one more story. Okay, um, this is casting rumors for Wonder Man, the Disney Plus show coming oh, out. yeah! Last week we told you that. Um, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abdul Mateen is playing Wonder Man himself, and that right. uh, we we knew Ken, uh, Ben Kingsley is coming back, and um, it's rumored. This is another rumor that Bob Odenkirk will be in it. We don't know who though. Um, okay. but then this week they're saying that uh, Courtney Cox, Scream star Courtney Cox, which is not what I would refer to her as, oh, uh, I would. is rumored to be in the movie. Well, you would, yeah, but most people wouldn't, yeah, no, I, I guess.
0: Oh, d- uh, Dirt star Courtney Cox, did you ever watch that show on FX? No, I, uh,
1: uh, Cougar Town star Courtney Cox,
0: yes, yes, exactly. Um, um,
1: cool, there's no, there's no rumor about who she's playing, but uh. It would be cool to see her in a Marvel. I
0: don't know. <laughs> in a Marvel. Um yeah, I'd be okay with that. Uh I like Courtney Cox, so sure.
1: Um it's, Who's your favorite uh
0: friend? Oh, there's just so many, Dylan. It's really hard it's to pick. Oh, oh, it's, it's I Phoebe. thought I thought you were making a joke about Wonder Man and me not knowing the characters. No, your you, favorite oh, friend. Oh, uh uh Rachel. You're
1: lying. It's definitely Phoebe.
0: Oh, of course it was Phoebe. It, I mean, okay, look, I didn't really watch Friends. I was Team Seinfeld. And True. And I know the hits. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, pivot, the smelly cat, right? Okay. um, All that, you know, the, the greatest hits jokes. But I've not seen enough Friends to have a strong opinion. I know that I think Matthew Perry and um, David Schwimmer are annoying. And Matt LeBlanc. I actually think all the dudes are annoying. The men. <laughs> yeah. All the dudes are annoying.
1: Well, maybe don't watch it then. Yeah, but you endured Seinfeld. They're annoying.
0: Um, yeah, but like that's the point.
1: But like on purpose. But that's
0: I think it's the same for Friends, right? Is I don't know. Is it?
1: Yeah, everyone in that show is pretty unlikable, but they like make it work, you know? Because they're friends. This isn't a Friends. This isn't a Friends podcast.
0: Uh, Stay tuned next week to when we're switching formats. To um, absolutely not (laughs) all Friends all the time.
1: Please no, no thank
0: you. No one ever told you the show was going to be this way, Dylan. (sighs) Clap, 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 clap. Anyway, um, let's hear hear about that live sale.
1: I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, Comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com live to read all the details. Hashtag ad.
0: And we are back. And before we get to my news, we're going to do our picks of the week. So we uh, we got to make sure we always remember those. Um, I am picking a young adult graphic novel, Dylan. Ooh, I'm picking from Terry Crews, Terry's Crew. Ah, I see
1: what he did. There.
0: Um, yeah, it's super cool. Um, I got to read the little uh, preview that I sent out, and it was really cute. Um, it's um actor, author, athlete Terry Crews digs into his childhood in Detroit to tell a story fitting a about fitting in and finding your place in this show-stopping debut middle-aged graphic novel blah blah blah. He wants to become a multi-hyphenate which means he wants to be an artist, a football player and a musician and maybe an as a NASA scientist. Uh it's about, you know, it's a it's a kids book about doing whatever you want. And That's cool. it's written by Terry Crews and everybody likes Terry Crews, all right? So
1: Yeah, That's my love pick. him.
0: Yeah, we do like Terry Crews.
1: My pick is Blade of Vampire Nation number 1. It's a new Blade book from Marvel. Um, it says it takes a deep dive into Dracula's new Kingdom. and then it says Blade, the Sheriff of Vampire Nation is the main character. I don't this is something that's been set up in the Avengers title, which I haven't read in forever. so I'm not sure about the new Vampire Kingdom. but like Blade means an ongoing. I'm sure this isn't, but like more blade, you know?
0: And some of the covers for this are really cool. I don't know if you saw all of them, but yeah,
1: I like the Lee cover the best, but there's some good ones.
0: Yeah, excellent. I'm excited. All right, so my news. I have only a couple of stories to talk about here. First one is very esoteric. So <laughs> we, know, we know Vinegar Syndrome. I've mentioned them before. They're a Blu-ray releasing company, right? Um, th- and I mentioned them last week as they have their first comic out last week. Go pick it up. I still have two copies left um, of New York Ninja. It's my secondary pick. Um, anyway, so Vinegar Syndrome, who releases movies, um also has sub labels where they will contract with smaller companies who have their own labels but don't have distribution to distribute their own labels so there's this new one who started um, a year ago called terror vision uh, as a vinegar syndrome sub label and starting um late this year which is next month um terror vision is breaking off from vinegar syndrome and handling their own distribution and they're going to have a subscription service which i think is very interesting cuz uh it, it's a physical media subscription service which vinegar syndrome also has but you can only get it twice a year you can get it during the black friday sale which is coming up and i'm i'm not going to do it cuz it's like a, it's like a grand um, but it, you get everything they release that year everything um i did it so you can get it on black friday or on their halfway to black friday sale for half the price for the r- remainder of the year. I did I did that this year and it's awesome. It's like 400 something dollars and I got everything that they put out this year. Um anyway, so TerraVision is doing the TerraVision video club. Um it's going to be some amount of money. Oh, okay, $225. And it's going to have uh all of their releases for the year, um a t-shirt, um bunch bunch of stuff, right? But I'm going to tell you, Dylan. They're releasing one of the most highly anticipated shot-on-video horror films of all time: "Attack of the Killer Refrigerator." Okay. Here's the here's the cover. I'm sending it to Dylan. Google it right now. Go look up some clips. It is. It looks like you made it Ooh. in in the 80s. I'll you know, you, I could do better. You, yeah, you probably could. But like everything's yellow. It's so homemade I've never seen people like that because because it's so weird and that like that it's such a product of the time you know like nowadays anybody wants to make a movie they can just go get an iPhone and make something that looks at least passable right yeah and so but in 1990 if I wanted to make a horror movie and I don't have a couple of grand to buy film stock I'm using the shoulder mounted, you know, dad cam and we're making this movie. All right. We're going to cut it. We're going to make a movie. Um, and I think th- that's a whole subgenre of film is the SOV genre, the shot on video, as opposed to being shot on film. So it's, a, it's a, just a completely different level of fidelity. And it's like half the frame rate. And it, they have this charm about them. If you've never seen a shot on video film, they're just so it's it's unlike anything you've ever seen. It, it feels like a student film, but worse. B- but some of them are nice good. Man. But I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, like video violence is actually very good. Video violence is a lot of fun. Um, I've never seen Attack of the Killer Refrigerator. I've, it's legendary. I've always wanted to see it. And it's going to be one of the first movies that they're putting out along with um L- Linnea Quigley's Horror Workout, which if you're familiar, Dylan, in the late 80s and early 90s, celebrity workout videos was like, the thing I knew that, but I don't know what well, you're talking about. Well, Linnea Quigley was a scream queen from the '80s, a C-list scream queen, and they did a Linnea Quigley's horror workout video, which was very cheesy and like dodging chainsaws and, but that's also fun. doing aerobics, and that's so that's going to get a 4K release. Still.
1: Oh boy. Anyway, sure it will be 4K.
0: Yeah. Um. But anyway, um, the, the the other the the last story I'll mention that they're the last thing I'll mention that they're putting out is. Um, I talked about this movie earlier in the year called Snapper um, that I watched. I got the VHS tape from Lunch Meet. It's a documentary about this shot on video movie about a killer turtle that these guys made.
1: Oh, um, right. Yeah. yeah.
0: And they just abandoned it because they ran out of money and couldn't get any more funding. Uh, and so they're, that's also going to be <laughs> dropping out in 4K, which is exciting. So anyway, for I, I am truly considering this. Yeah, I, I might. The Terravision T-shirt might uh might get me in there, but uh anyway, so go check that out. Go check out Terravision. um, you can get the subs now. There's no like special wait list or anything. You can go get those now. um um my next story in the same vein of home video releasing, Dylan, do you know the Lucio Fulci classic film The Beyond? I know I'm sure you don't,
1: yeah, I love that movie.
0: Yeah, I knew you would um so it's a classic horror movie from 81 i think 80 81 something like that um either way late 70s early 80s anyway it's a the second in his gates of hell trilogy which you can watch them all independently it doesn't matter um it's an italian he's an italian filmmaker but it's not a giallo anyway great film very classic probably the most well-known lucio fulci film aside from zombie Two. Um, But anyway, it's going to be getting a full uh, 4K remaster from the original Negative. But the reason I bring this up is for two reasons. It's very interesting. So, Lucio Fulci is dead. Um, He has a frequent collaborator named uh, uh, Fabio, uh, Fabio Fritzi, who is the composer, okay? So, they are re-releasing this. They're bringing the, the new restoration into theaters and like special one night only engagements all around the country. But this is called the Composer's Cut because Fabio Fabrizzi has rescored the movie, um, which is an interesting thing because the original score is very good. Um, and he's quoted here by saying this. So I want to get your take on this, Dylan. He goes, um, oh, where is it here? For the new composer's cut, uh, I found... Oh, I'm sorry. The definitive mix of a movie is a difficult matter in which everyone's ideas flow and where the director has to create the right balance under his artistic view. For the new composer's cut, which is what they're calling this, I found my old notes taken with Lucio and many of the scenes that I newly scored again from the original contain the original unused music cues it's basically a new recording of that movie a new reading of that movie i tried to do the work imagining lucio sitting beside me the true beyond it's always dated 1981 but i hope the new one will be a pleasant experience for all those uh who loved that one do you have you do you think that like this can be a truly i know you've never seen the original but like can you imagine seeing a movie that you love like halloween imagine going to see halloween not that you love Halloween so much, but the but it's been completely rescored by the mm. original composer. Like like John Carpenter now rescoring the original Halloween, right? How different would that movie be? Because I would say his scores have gotten way better. Right? Yeah. Like because his his the music for Halloween ends, kills, in 2018 were awesome. At least Carpenter's parts were very, very good. Um, some of his themes are incredible like that's such an interesting thing to me is that disrespectful like to the to the original director at all you know what i mean like is that like i'm gonna redo it i don't think so
1: i think it's his thing so like he can do it right and if if he feels like he can improve it then why not not to not to make everything about taylor swift but like (laughs) this is like a little similar to her re-recording her whole discography you know um i think they're all all of the new Taylor versions are better, you know, because she's gotten better. Her voice is better, um, the production's better, you know, the quality's better. Um, so I feel like it could be kind of like that, you know, like if the person's gotten better and they're still in their A game, I like why not? That's cool.
0: I well, so that's the thing is I have no idea if uh, Fabio uh, Friese is still on his A game. I have no idea. I know, like, well, I would love to see Carpenter rescore the original Halloween. I would love that. I think that would be an incredible experience. I was giving um, him the
1: benefit of the doubt, so I have no
0: idea. Else? I have no idea um, now, but the score for the original Beyond is fantastic. His scores are very good. They are sort of like synonymous with early '80s Italian horror films. Um, it's risky
1: because if he does it and it's not as good, people can be like, "Oh, right, you, you got worse." You know, that's like it has to be better if you're making it different.
0: It has to be right. Um, but either way, be- so it's not coming to Houston. It's coming to Katie. Um, and I'm going to try to maybe go, we'll see. I would, I'd love to see this movie in the theater. I just don't know if that's a realistic thing to to hope for, but we'll see. Check the area. It's coming to Katie this Friday, um, uh, the 18th at 10 PM Alamo draft house. So if you're interested, go check that out. Um, the last news story here is. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned this uh, previously, but back in March, Variety reported that they're going to be doing a, a prequel series to It, like a prequel uh, television show. And I it's don't remember—I don't remember reporting it, but we probably did. Um, either way, um, the series now is carries the title "Welcome to Dairy," uh, and it's going to serve as a prequel to the two uh, Stephen King movies from Andy Muschietti. Um, what is they? What do they say here? Um, quote, we have been working with Jason Fuchs, Brad Caleb Kane, and Andy Muschietti and Barbara Muschietti very closely. Um, they're so deep into this mythology that they have such a firm handle on the storytelling around these characters and also the demented scares that they're putting into things. Sometimes I'm like, what is wrong with you? Just all the wild ways they come up to terrify come up with to terrify us. You'll be hearing more concretely about that development very soon. Um, so we now know that it's titled Welcome to Dairy. Um, and that it is indeed a prequel, uh, taking place in the 1960s, which I think that's a good way to tackle more Pennywise material. I think you can, I I think there's a lot more to do there without just rehashing the, the book material over and over again. And what we know about Pennywise, right? Is that he is cyclical. He comes and goes. So surely he had been there before, before the losers club met him, right? Yeah. So I mean, okay we did see that.
1: flashbacks with him in the movies themselves, even so. Exactly,
0: exactly. So, um, I, what do you think about it? I have mixed feelings. Um, it's going to be on HBO Max, which again is not a sign of quality necessarily. We'll it's gets of, made even. It's, or, well, it's not. It's not a sign of you know. It's going to be bad or anything. It's just just not a sign of quality. Like, so it's hard to say. And you circuit. know
1: that they're not going to like win in the end, At most maybe they can leave Derry who pro- are the protagonists, you know, and is like, is this tied in with the movies or is it like a book? Yes.
0: Thing? Tied in, tied in with the movies. So is
1: Bill Skarsgård
0: going to come well, back. See, that is not confirmed.
1: I feel like you got to have them back. If it's those movies, you know, you have I think, to, right? I, I think a lot of people could play Pennywise, but I think if you're like going with this one, you should throw some money at Bill Skarsgård.
0: I think absolutely. I think that that would sell the series. I'd watch too. it for that. Yeah. Right. Because to me, even though part two is not that great, I like, he, I like it fine, but like the first part one is the better of the two movies. Yeah. Um, He makes that movie. Uh, He's mm-hmm. very good. I mean, I like the kids too, but
1: I feel I, like he won't do this.
0: I I don't, know. I don't know. Depends on depends on how much money they offer. He did do a. Was he in Castle
1: Rock or am I making it up?
0: He was in Castle Rock. He was. He was so briefly. A, I think he was he's in like a, a show. He was in an episode of Castle Rock. Um. But anyway, I guess we will. Uh, we'll wait and see on that. I uh, will bring you more as the stories develop. But let's hear about all these tabletop events. Time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge. We run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9 Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee, however we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at our Katie and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back and we are going to talk about Black Panther Wakanda forever. Uh, final spoiler warning. Uh, we are going to spoil the entire film um, post credits. This isn't going to be one of those things where we kind of don't spoil anything because we want you to see. It. It's all we're going to talk about it all. All right. It's a Marvel movie. Uh, we're talking about it. So this is your final warning spoilers ahead all right cool so we saw this movie this past week on thursday um at regal which we'll just you know what you for the next for the next 25 minutes you want to just review the vip experience at regal again yeah let's do it again okay cool um anyway so i really liked it i will just go right off and say that i really enjoyed it um i my expectations were pretty high um I believe our pre-rankings were Dylan predicted a 4.0 and I predicted a 4.5. We'll get to our scores at the end. But that just tells you where we were at with being uh, with our hype levels for this movie, Dylan. Did anything yeah. change for you on the day of um, seeing Rotten Tomatoes? I don't know what it's at right now. I haven't looked. But um, did anything like change your hype levels, plus or minus, on the way to the theater?
1: No. Not, no. The Rotten Tomatoes did come out and it was an 84. It was like in the mid to high 80s, you know, it's a 84 now. Okay. Um, But that didn't really change my opinion. The only thing that might have is if it was like rotten or something, I'd been like, oh, no, like, what's the problem? You know, but anything like 80s, 90s is like pretty standard, I feel like. So it's about what I expected. I was pleasantly, it, it was like it had confirmed my um, expectations a bit, you know, because I'm like, oh, it can't be that bad
0: did you end up doing I know you were talking about doing the marathon I
1: did so I went I got with the regal you can get, you know like secure any screening so I got the double feature for Black Panther one and two which started at noon um so I, I saw Black Panther one at noon and then I went and did a bunch of errands and then went back to the theater at you so know, you could pace. have
0: seen it a little bit earlier as part of that double feature thing but you opted to not
1: I could have but I walked away. I don't want to see it th- twice that day. So
0: that does a lot of Black Panther because seeing one, two, and two. No, thank you. That's a lot. Mm-hmm.
1: They could have done Civil War, maybe, and then Black Panther one, and then Black Panther two. But it was just a double feature.
0: Okay, interesting. But it still um, holds up, Michael. Black it Ninja does. 1. I don't know if you knew that. That's uh, I you know I don't remember where that joke comes from i guess it just comes from people on the internet saying certain marvel movies still hold up i don't even remember do you remember the the origins of us saying that i only know
1: it from like reddit and twitter and stuff people making fun of other people so i don't know the the actual origin if anyone was ever sincere i'm sure they were i'm sure Um, they were but they're talking about it'll, it'll be someone talking about like how batman versus superman still holds up like
0: just oh my god
1: basically someone talking about a extremely recent movie not being bad nowadays. When what's, the cut like off, years.
0: what's the cutoff for what you can ask something still holds up 10 years more 15.
1: I was going to say 20, but I guess 15 maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Some, something shouldn't feel dated. If it's right. any younger than 10 years, at least, you know, that has no right to feel dated. I would think.
0: Right. I agree with you, but, um, Anyway, let's get let's get to Black Panther <laughs> back to back to Wakanda Forever. So, um, they did something that I think we were both surprised with. Uh, I'm gonna sp- speak for you, Dylan. Um, the the oh. the way they handled, um, the death of T'Challa, or T'Challa not being there, I should say, because we didn't know right. for sure, we didn't know how it was gonna go. Right. Um, well, we knew he was gonna be dead in the movie, but we didn't know how it was gonna happen. I believe. Mm-hmm. You and I both predicted last week that there would be, like, a big, sad, like, funeral moment, and, like, sort of, I I was under the impression that we were going to get, like, a sort of a 20-plus minute, like, crying time. Um,
1: I thought that, too. And but we, we did. We, we did predict that it would just be, like, something vague, like an illness or something like that, you know? So we right. were... We were pretty right on there. It was expected in that sense, but... It was unexpected that they like dove right in and then it was pretty, the funeral itself was pretty quick and we moved on and then we jumped to a year later.
0: So, yeah. So before you get any title or credits, it was kind of weird because like our theater was having a technical problem and all the lights were still on. Yep. It really took away from that moment a little bit. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Uh, A lot a bit. But so it just started. And I think everybody was taken by surprise because our lights were still on and everybody was still a little upset about that and then they're Mm -hmm. starting with a super heavy scene of shuri freaking out that t'challa is dying and you know i think that was a really good way to do it just let's look we all know what's going to go on we all know we have to get to this point let's just start with it and move on and i feel like they didn't emotionally manipulate us during that scene too much
1: yeah, they didn't do like a Toy Story Pixar thing, like the strings begin. Oh my gosh! And everyone's sobbing, which I appreciate it because, like, I feel like everyone's kind of done that a bit, you know. It's, like,
0: it's, he, I've talked about it with Matt, um, our frequent uh, guest host Matt from my store. He says every we've mourned him already. He's like, we've like personally, like in real life, we've gone through this. We've we've been very sad about it for a long amount of time, and he's like i he's like i really appreciated them not dragging it out and making it worse you know it's like yeah well they didn't the-
1: drag out the moment like the recent right. moment but I, I liked the way that they dragged the whole movie was about everyone mourning in a different way and of course processing and overcoming that so i liked the way it was like not about because i feel the- like like even just like humans it's more about like long-term how you process something than like in that right in that moment immediate moment you know it's not as important right the
0: the the like the the minute detail like you know the very small scale grief wasn't there it's definitely about like long-term um processing grief and trauma etc etc um i think a worse
1: movie would have like set that up to be sadder though like you said like maybe She'd be like waiting for him somewhere and then, you know, like something like oh, that yeah. would happen. Like it would be, I don't know. I I, oh, I no, feel no, like you could have set it up to be way more
0: devastating. If, I mean, I'll say it. If it was a DC film, um, we would have, we would have had five ten. minutes if we're going to still lead with it, which I think you always had to do um, maybe not lead, lead, but like in the first 30 minutes, it had to happen. Um, but if it was a DC film or at least the past couple of DC past years or so maybe not in the future but um we would have had like even like a CG a battle yeah some sort of a battle battle. where you have where you have a black panther in a suit you know get wounded or something you see you see it and it's just like this I don't need this look yeah someone because like the audience is all smart we know what happened in real life we know we don't have this actor anymore um and they made a really good decision and i'm happy that there was no cg t'challa for some reason i was really scared when when they were when shuri was talking to the camera about like when he's actively dying off screen i'm like oh no are they gonna like go into the room and maybe we're not gonna see him but we'll see like an outline i was like oh man Mm -hmm. it's about to be real dark um yeah that
1: would have been very depressing but um
0: they, they, they did it. I have no complaints with that.
1: Some people were mad. Okay, not some people. One, there's basically like one influencer who got upset about it, saying they felt like it was exploitive, like using, like making it an illness rather than like something in battle, because they felt like it was exploiting like the real life tragedy. But I I feel like like in I disagree. terms of representation and like what it stood for, like a lot of it bleeds into each other you know like the art and the movies like what he represents to the marvel universe and what he represents to our world you know it's like it blends a little bit so i feel like doing that is like respectful especially since they had the blessing of his family and they were involved you know like it wasn't disrespectful to anyone
0: no not at all i completely disagree with that assessment i think um that it's it's respectful it's You know it, and it also it shows that you know the super these superheroes are not immune to everything, right? Like they can still get get sick with an illness that is unfortunate, and you know they can be defeated by a non superheroic threat, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and that's just another interesting layer, right? Um, and I thought I think it's very respectful. Um, I think it it's. Honoring the man that played this character. But anyway, let's move on from that. We've, 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 we've handled that. And so we, we get, we get, uh, Shuri then turns from, or turns even further into, into science, right? Like into not believing in the superstition. Um, and leaning further into science and you get, it becomes a Ramonda movie for the for the first little bit
1: a little bit yeah for sure
0: which was good she was uh, she was fantastic
1: yeah i think i think we kind of expected them to lean on angela bassett a bit you know yeah well she's a great actress yeah but i don't know if i expected it to this extent but um i liked that we got some time with her i got to see her step up and like sherry like you said retreated into science and like was no longer trying to replicate the heart-shaped herb, was doing, like, other stuff, you know? Um right. And she was, like, clearly very angry, and that was her way of coping. And this is one year later, like we said. But I liked how, like, each person had, like, a completely different way of mourning or coping, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. Sherees was, like, she clearly felt, like, a lot of rage and anger, and then Ramonda was, like, seemed like she had more of a... You know, willingness to like put your best foot forward and like move on with what you can, you know. And then Nakia had her whole situation, I guess which we'll talk about later. Um and then Okoye like it like reinforced her like loyalty to the country, you know, which was interesting too. Um But yeah. as far as Shuri herself, like I really liked the way I thought it was a really fulfilling arc, making her not just like sad the whole movie but like um angry i thought that was um like more like angry at herself you know and just like the world because that's like kind of what happens when someone dies of an illness because you're like so powerless there's nothing you can do you know um, right i feel like that was way more like something people could identify with rather than you know like oh this person killed achala and she's going after them you know like they did do that a little bit. She did turn her her anger towards Namor at, at, at a point um, for something else. But um I don't know that that wasn't expected to me anyway. I thought maybe she was going to like triumph a little bit quicker.
0: Me too. Like th- it this movie did surprise me a lot with the characterizations with um the plot and speaking of Namor, you know, with his characterization as well. Um, his introduction and the, the way he and Riri, Riri were brought into this were so interesting, right? Because Namor is in this film as the villain. Yeah. However, he isn't really doing anything too villainous. I uh, I to me, I, I maybe I got the bad read on that, but because to me, what is he doing? He he is the ruler of this secret place that has never been discovered in the history of ever right and all of a sudden a machine is made that can detect it and so he has to defend that and he isn't going out to say okay wakanda i'm going to kill you because you're wakanda he's saying hey wakanda you also have vibranium do you want to help me figure out why the government has this vibranium detecting machine and they're like no dude and he's like, no, look, you need to go find the scientists who made this, otherwise I'm gonna come back and kill you. Because this needs to this is for both of our benefits. We need to nip this right in the bud. Uh and he doesn't explain why further, but you know, uh and that's how we get Riri Williams. And Namor is just following the logical way of defending his place, which to me makes is makes him a much better a, a really good candidate for longevity in the MCU. He wasn't just, ha ha, Wakanda, I'm going to kill you. You suck. You know, it was, he, it was a very layered, uh, villain. And he was just
1: protecting his nation and probably a way that T'Chaka would have, or like like another ruler of Wakanda would have, or definitely America. Like if we're talking about, he was trying to kill a person, but like. If yeah, but I mean, America the person that designed do that the thing to heartbeat, yeah, then right, you're like mistaken, so
0: right, like, yeah, no kidding, like that's that's something that a warlike leader would do, and logically that makes sense, and I don't fully disagree with it. Like, I, I, I you know, can you relate truly to someone who's the leader and ruler of this of a secret underwater society? No, it's a fictional fantasy universe. So, like, I think that logic tracks and makes sense and he's the hero of his own story you know um and it's not just like he
1: did it did it was very much killmonger in that like interesting or like understandable motivations but like Mm -hmm. taking it too far like obviously the way he retaliated against wakanda was like a little uncalled for
0: a little a little Um, unnecessary
1: a little overkill um, so at that point, I was like, is he redeemable anymore? And I still question that. Um, I guess we are spoiling it after he killed Queen Rwanda. Uh, right, I'm not sure it is MCU. I mean, he said he was gonna do it. I mean, I guess he didn't say he would kill the queen, he said he would retaliate. I feel like flooding would have been like enough, but like, right, right. he True. went the extra mile. He, I mean, he did say like. Keep my name out of your mouth when he first talked
0: to them, you know? Right. Um, well, I think, I think that the, I, I don't know if Namor would have gone for the killing of Ramonda. If with well, this, cause this is after he captures Shuri. Right. And then like um, Nakia comes in and does the, the, the deep sea rescue or whatever. And then, they, and then they killed that
1: that um, lady. Yeah. The lady.
0: That was it. Cause Wakanda drew first blood at that instance. So like, I mean, he did kidnap the princess. Yeah, he did. He did do that.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Like,
0: I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm I not going to just he like. Fully... I think he would have
1: done worse had Wakanda kidnapped like the prince of his world. You the know? equivalent. Like, sure. he was clearly more extreme. I feel like. But oh
0: no, I agree. I'm not. I'm not paint, I don't want to paint anymore as like a, a same guy. No, but I think he's definitely a gray guy. You know, like he's definitely in the middle. He definitely hits the Killmonger notes. Um, Agreed. Yeah. And I thought he was excellent. I loved. I liked his story. I liked everything about. Um, I forgive me. I'm. I'm not getting the names the name of the place right. It's. I got. I can't nothing. remember
1: either. Um, but Tenno Tuerta did a really good job because I feel like he was so good. A lot like Michael B. Jordan, like you need someone charismatic to yes. like even get the audience remotely on your side. You know, if you're absolutely for when the antagonist and killing like one of the most beloved characters of the movie so like
0: for real dude it was like like a herculean
1: task and he pulled it off he was so good
0: he was very very good and i really hope we see more name more stuff in the future i'm about it um so we got to he's alive of course so i've just as a random thought well well, let's talk about the other characters in the movie i really like the the ross and val stuff valentina what's her name go ahead dylan
1: Contessa Valentina Allegra De Fontaine.
0: Yeah. I like their I like their uh storyline too. Okay. Um go ahead.
1: I have I feel a different way. Okay. Okay, well, no, I don't. I <laughs> I liked their <laughs> stuff. I did like it. I thought it was good. But I think it maybe didn't need to be there at all. It didn't. I would have liked more like Okoye, maybe, because they kind of set up some like an interesting story for her, and then like we didn't see her again it was.
0: She was so cool in this movie too. Like she had a lot of depth and interesting stuff. Um, you know, when okay. she got
1: when she got fired, I want to be like, how is she living with that? And then we like didn't really do that. And every time and, we cut to Martin for, to Everett Ross and Val, I was like, oh, like,
0: okay, I like that. Maybe maybe lot. Everett Ross needed to be there for the purposes of them trying to locate, you know, Riri and doing the thing. I get that, but maybe maybe Val didn't need to be there.
1: It was the MCU thing setting up the next MCU, I mean, which I get.
0: You're going to get that. That's going to happen. And I don't, to me, it didn't take away. But it, it is didn't take movie. away,
1: but it did like, yeah, eat into the time. I guess maybe I would say it did take, I don't know. It's not, like I said, I like that stuff, but the fact that it ate into the time where I feel like it could have been better spent elsewhere was like.
0: Sure. It had been that's so long. the only t-
1: thing that bothered me.
0: It had been so long since I'd seen these movies. I forgot that Martin Freeman had an American accent. And it just oh, really yeah. weirded me out for a moment. I could I just completely forgot. Don't know how that happened. Probably because I rewatched The Office recently. And I'm just used to they him. They had good
1: chemistry though.
0: They did. They totally did. I like them a lot. They're very good. Um how did you feel about Ironheart? I liked I thought Riri was awesome. She so was really cool. Yeah. R- really, really cool. Um and I can't help but think about to draw draw comparisons to so to the the first Suicide Squad movie, um, which of course I would. So um, you have what you have with Ri is you have a character that doesn't get a ton of screen time, right? You don't get a, a lot, and she has to get the story out and the exposition out, um, and her backstory you get a little bit, and. I think we got so much done with emoting and just minimal dialogue about her past and her history and why she's building machines and et cetera, et cetera, compared to Will Smith in the Suicide Squad movie where it's just so, well, he's his dead shot. I just remember that the flashback scenes with him as dead shot and like his daughter or whatever. I'm like, this is the most ham fisted garbage. Like that, that, I, that yeah. was my parallel of like, of, of, of a character that doesn't have a ton of time to dedicate to their backstory, and you can do it in a good way that is like this, where dialogue makes sense and doesn't feel as you know, Bob. Whereas Deadshot to me, not to reference a movie that's like just as old as the first Black Panther, but like I don't know why that was the movie that um, I drew the most uh, parallels to uh, with introducing new characters. With that screen time but like i thought riwi was fantastic and i don't what's the actress's name i don't recognize dominique her thorne okay i don't Is know she... her
1: either um she's been in like a couple movies but um i'm not too familiar with her but um i liked her a lot as well i think it served its purpose which was like to get us hype for the iron heart show um yes so i definitely want to see more of her but like i do feel and she was great. Like, she was the comedic relief. Sen- like, Shuri was a comedic relief in the first one, and she couldn't be that in this one. So, someone else. And I think, I think she, like, Riri kind of stepped up, like, to be in that role a bit, you know? And she was also the one that people would explain things to to help us understand what's going right. on. She's us. Know? Yeah. But that being said, I would have maybe also removed her from the movie, um, like, streamlined it even further. There's so many Wakandan characters. Um, i don't I disagree like, with you
0: i don't I disagree feel like with you could
1: have made the person who designed this machine just sherry and right. kidnapped sherry sherry doesn't need to get kidnapped defending. with riri right. I, yeah it could have just been sherry and it would have been like even cleaner i think um and more time on the main
0: character I, I agree with you while i like riri I hadn't, I hadn't even thought about that she doesn't ultimately need to be there that character could have just been deleted and you could chop at least 20 minutes out of the movie
1: yeah but they did i i feel like i could see the effort to try and make her important to the story to weave her into the story you know like mm-hmm. it wasn't wonder woman in bvs where she just shows up and it's like Ironheart's here you know it wasn't that <laughs> but like yeah it did feel a little bit like someone was like you need to have Ironheart in this you know like i think a perfect movie that didn't have to set up the next marvel thing maybe it could have just been like Shuri's invention. But that being yeah. said, I liked, it's like a lot like the Everett Ross Val stuff. I liked what we got of her. So it's hard to like be too mad at it, you know? But yeah, I'm with you there. If we're nitpicking, that's what I would say.
0: Um, do you have anything else you want to bring up before we rate this movie, Dylan?
1: Yeah, Black Panther Ah, herself.
0: Yes, um, Shuri thought, is now Black Panther. So we were right. Yeah.
1: Uh, not that well, that's anything yeah. to gloat about, because I feel like it was painfully obvious. Right. It's weird. I don't like the marketing. <laughs> it's not. It's not a criticism on the movie, but I don't like the marketing for the movie because they are like treating it as a surprise. I feel like it doesn't need to be. Um, okay. Because the people who know know, and then that leads to everyone else knowing, and then like they didn't do any of the like who will be the next Black Panther in this movie. It was like always going to be Sherry, you know? Oh yeah. So I don't think you needed. There's like no Shuri merchandise or anything. No Black Panther stuff. Like Black Panther's barely on a poster, it's just a helmet. Like I don't the secrecy was not needed. Um that being said.
0: Um, yeah. That yeah, I agree with that. It's you. like
1: if they were pretending that Natalie Portman wasn't in Thor Ragnarok and that's not true oh, You know, it's like sure. no, like just just they should have they could have done it like that. But anyway, um I like that they saved it till the end of the movie. It made it even more impactful. I thought yep. it was really cool the way she didn't like immediately become like a super skilled hand-to-hand combatant. Like she used her like wit and science to defeat Namor, you know? Yes. Um,
0: I like that a lot.
1: So I like the way they did that. Um, I think her costume looks super sleek and she looks really good in it, you know? Um, yep. The way she moved, it was like, I think they eliminated a lot of the CGI Black Panther problems that they had from the first one. And she looked really cool. She did. Um. And like I don't know, the the performance is just so good. Like she's a difficult lady that Letissa Wright, but like she can act. You know, it's, she's so good. It's true. She pulled out. She had that. She had so much put on her in this movie. You know, um, she did. Like no one to the point where like no one would I think blame her if it wasn't any good or if she wasn't any good. You know, right. Because she needed to be like heroic and like angry and sad and like still funny at times and like she had a lot and, of like, heavy the hero of the movie,
0: yeah she had a lot of heavy lifting to do.
1: She did more in this movie, like she was asked more in this movie than any like MCU protagonist has been before, you know, acting wise, and she like super delivered. So I'm right. excited to see more of her. I hope she has like a long stay in the MCU
0: as Black Panther. Me too. Me too. And. The, I'm the, the hot post- toy, are you?
1: Of course, yeah. Did
0: you see it? You wanted to know your
1: store, right? Oh, uh, well, someone did for your store, yeah. I was, really I was off.
0: <laughs> um, the post credit scene, what did you think about that?
1: Oh, right, okay. So, um, this is the like only spoiler that I knew about this movie.
0: Oh, you did? You knew yes. this,
1: yes, yes. This was like talked about or thought might be true. This was talked about forever ago, um, like when the movie was being written. Um, okay. And uh, like throughout the movie, I was kind of waiting. I was like, why are they doing that? I didn't know it was going to be in the after credit scene. But uh-huh. when Nakia, because they, throughout the movie, we learned that Nakia, also she was really good. Lapita Nyango.
0: Oh that man. That goes without saying. Lapita Nyango was so good was in this great. movie.
1: M'Baku was great. Winston Duke.
0: Winston um, Duke owns that character so hard. <laughs> He's great.
1: Yeah. There's so much more that could be said. And that's what I was yep. saying about the M'Baku show is that King baku like that'd be a cool situation to explore you know um right but okay the after credit scene um i thought that was perfect i really liked it i think that's like a perfect way to carry on the legacy we were saying how like it'd be nice if there was like another male um like figure you know in wakanda mm-hmm. that people could look up to i think it's like the perfect way to do it you get to have a t'challa um I don't know. It's such a cool way to carry on the legacy, in my opinion.
0: I agree. I think it's great.
1: And the snap really works in its favor. That the the, the T'challa, T'challa, T'challa Jr. I don't know. Little, right. little T'Challa could be so much older. I'm wondering if they'll age him up at some point or if that's like I think not it's, a good idea. Don't even,
0: don't even worry about it at this point. Like, I who knows.
1: I think it'd be cool if they didn't age him up and just like let Sherry do her thing for a while and then, yeah, he'll be can, like a teenager. At, you can by get the another decade out
0: of Sherry as Black Panther easily,
1: exactly. And then we could have a T'Challa pretty soon, exactly. Or will he be a young Avenger?
0: Oh, I mean, all will, I guess, eventually be remain to be seen. So, but uh, let's let's review this movie, Dylan. I predicted I would give this movie a 4.5. Uh, for a reminder, we use the letterboxed scale. So, if you follow either of us in Letterboxed, uh, you probably have already seen what we re- reviewed it. So uh, I predicted a 4.5 out of 5. Dylan predicted a 4 out of 5. Um, I will go first. Um, I am putting this movie at a 4 out of 5. Nice. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot, but I don't... 4.5 is a lofty goal.
1: Yeah, and I agree. I also have it at 4, and... That being said, four is number one, a great movie.
0: A, a strong four.
1: Yeah. And number two, like this movie had no right to be any good at all. Um, it should be like a one out of five. It should be you know?
0: a completely, you know, rebuilding a franchise film. You know what I mean? Like it should have been a mess.
1: Yeah. Um, so this being a four is like more impressive than any other movie being a five, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's like an important distinction is that like it's such a like a win that this is as good as it is which is really good and i want to see it again
0: and me too me too i would really like to but um that's gonna do it for us this week thank you all so much for downloading us we really appreciate all the support this is it this is telling bye everyone and i'm michael <laughs> we'll see you next time i'm leaving that in do it Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. or BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.